Hello and welcome to Cyprus Beat, your daily news briefing brought to you by the Cyprus Mail News team. I'm Melissa Heckers with the latest news from the island. Trade unions representing workers at the Electricity Authority of Cyprus have announced measures as of next week that could potentially lead to rolling power cuts, including over Christmas during periods of peak power usage. The government has in turn accused the unions of misleading the public while hinting at strong action of its own. In a sign of how it might handle the union's actions, Energy Minister Natasa Pilivi said that potentially we are talking not about a strike per se, but rather insubordination, refusal to carry out their duties in relation to the power stations at the Gelia. The industrial action by the EAC-affiliated syndicates begins on December 14. This will involve not operating the six stream turbines at the Degelia power station. This will leave the system short of power close to peak demand for this time of the year. Bilidi said the unions were behaving irrationally, especially with their demand for 370 new staff. Their arguments were not convincing, she said. In other news, the House on Thursday gave the nod to the state budget for fiscal year 2023, in what was Parliament's final act of the year before going into mandatory recess ahead of the coming presidential elections. The budget bill passed comfortably with 29 votes for and 24 against. As expected, ruling Visi, Viko and Dipa were in favour, while Akel, Edek, Elam and the Greens voted against. The 2023 budget provides for general government expenditures of 11.29 billion euros, and revenues of 11.76 billion euros. The 460 million euros surplus corresponds to 1.7% of GDP. For the coming year, the finance ministry projects inflation to recede to 3%, with unemployment declining to 6.4%, and GDP growth at 3%. Commenting later, Finance Minister Kostandinos Petridis said he was pleased. He said it was a budget that was not short-sighted, sees into the future and gives Cyprus the tools to handle the short-term crisis being faced. Moving on, President Nikos Anastasiadis and Turkish Cypriot leader Ersin Tatar have agreed to meet again following their brief discussion during a reception at Lidra Palace, government announced on Thursday. The two leaders met for the first time after seven months at a reception hosted by UN Special Representative in Cyprus Colin Stewart on Wednesday night. There, they spoke about 10 minutes and were photographed together. However, there was no discussion on the substance of the Cyprus problem, government spokesman Marios Pelecano said. He added that the two leaders agreed to meet again and indicated that it is very important to keep the dialogue open. The contentious sex education law will be referred back to Parliament as the Attorney General has deemed it unconstitutional, the government has said. Education Minister Prodromos Prodromo will be submitting a proposal to Cabinet to roll out sex education across schools. Government spokesman Marios Pelecano told the Cyprus Mail that the aim is to achieve what the law intended, but through another route. According to Pelecanos, even though the President will send the law back to Parliament, the government still seeks to implement the essence of what it sought to do. Moving on, President Nikos Anastasiadis on Thursday signed the foreclosures law, almost two weeks after he referred it back to Parliament. 
The foreclosures freeze law has been a thorny issue for the government, with Anastasiadis saying it aims to reward loan defaulters rather than protecting vulnerable groups. It was voted into law in November, where deputies voted to extend the foreclosures freeze until the end of January 2023. Anastasiadis refused to sign off the law and sent it back to Parliament, which regretted his veto. Government spokesman Marios Pelicanos told the Cyprus Mail that since Parliament did not accept his referral, Anastasiadis had no other choice but to sign it. Sending it to Supreme Court was not an option, he said. This was the path he took six months ago and the law was declared constitutional, so there was no point in going through the same motions again. New schemes providing incentives for the purchase of electric vehicles are expected to be announced within the next two weeks, the Transport Ministry said. About 2,500 applications will be approved as part of the subsidy scheme for the purchase of electric cars and for withdrawal of old ones, the Director-General of the Transport Ministry, Yannos Nikolaidis, said. Nikolaidis said that if they exceed the number of available grants, beneficiaries will be selected at random electronically. According to Eurostat data, 66% of cars in Cyprus were older than 10 years old. A mere 4% of passenger vehicles were less than 2 years old as of December 31, 2020, and just 10% were between 2 to 5 years old. And finally, a lunar sample collected 50 years ago during the United States Apollo 17 mission in December 1972 and designated for Cyprus is now on the island and will be on public display this week and the next. The goodwill moon rocks slated for Cyprus had remained unaccounted for and almost unheard of for decades. Around 2009, it emerged that the rock sample was never given to the government in 1974 instead ending up for sale on the black market in 2003. The rock was worth approximately 5 million US dollars on the black market. The coup d'etat, the Turkish invasion and the subsequent occupation of the island led to the presentation of the moon rock being delayed. But when US law enforcement got involved, the seller went underground and the moon rock disappeared yet again. On August 19, 1974, the US ambassador to Cyprus was assassinated and the US embassy and many Cyprus government buildings were vacated and attacked. During this time of confusion, it was believed by both Cyprus and the United States that the moon rock was gifted and either destroyed in fire or stolen. It had not. Rather, it was kept by a US diplomat's child and brought back to the States. In 2003, that person made inquiries about selling it. In 2009 and subsequently, the Cyprus Mail wrote several stories about the affair. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. Cyprus Beat will return tomorrow. And as always, for more information, news and analysis, visit cyprus-mail.com.